You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the legends of Runeterra. My name is Mark or the Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the most contested place in the United States right now. And with me is my legendary and ever faithful co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd, how are you doing tonight, man? I am freaking exhausted. I am so I am so tired. I mean, I'm I'm just like, you know how when you're tired, you kind of have that like you you drop the the energy levels drop and they drop and they drop and then you're up long enough that they surge again. Yeah, you're like on you the, know? you're on the upswing right now. I'm on the upswing and I don't even nice. really want to be here, you know? I want to be on, back on the downswing because Wait, you don't want to be my here bed- meaning in the show like you don't even want to be part of what I'm doing. You don't want to be Yeah, faithful. I actually I actually hate you guys. Yeah. Um <laughs> you're done. all the worst. Uh, I never, I never want to see you all again. Uh, goodbye. Quit the show. Unsubscribe. And, uh, and now Mark has to edit all that out. No, um, that stuff's staying. That stuff's. Oh, okay. Well, that's hey, opening. On you. That's opening. Guess what happens when, I, when we'll wonder what happened when everyone starts unsubscribing? We'll, we will know. Uh, people weren't going to unsubscribe, bro. They know opening banter. <laughs> basically means that we talk about whatever we want. So I was also tired and then I drank two cups of coffee. So I have been joining, I've joined the workout life, the life of people who work out. So I've woken, I've, I've gotten up early the last couple of mornings and gone running. Here's the thing. I hate running. Here's the next thing. You should never start running in like the end of October. That's not the season in which you should say like, let's start getting fit by going outside. That is the season when you should say, let's start getting fat and eating Reese's cups indoors. That's what you should be doing. And I'm running outdoors. So I'm also tired, but I had two cups of coffee at work tonight so that when I got home, I'd be ready to go. Even though, even though you were late tonight, man, come on. Uh, yeah, I had to reset the computer. Hey, you can call me out. It's just not going to change anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we both played a little bit of legends of Runeterra this week. Neither one of us a ton. We got a a fun episode ahead. So guys, just so you know, we have a new structure. We're going to be doing opening banter, talking about legends of Runeterra a little bit, some announcements. If we have any, we're doing a new mini segments. Okay. So this might be a quick look at card updates or changes. We're not going to go in depth to that stuff quite as much as we used to. And then each episode is going to have a main segment and that can be any number of different things so it could be an interview with somebody it could be thoughts on the meta game it could be a look at meta reports it could be card reveals it could be us pulling one specific card and having a conversation about it um champion spotlights any of those things and then we're going to have closing thoughts as we usually do so that's kind of like our new format we're going to give it a try for a little bit and hope that it kind of keeps us reeled in a bit i know that i'm sure that some people like the fact that we're not but i think that we need to figure out how to be reeled in a little bit right mm. is, is that what is i mean I, I suppose that's the case i actually had something to say about the running thing the oh, running in oh, october oh, yeah let's do that that's important mm-hmm. 
No, just real talk, like props to you for uh, getting out and running. I think that that's like my least favorite thing. Uh, whenever like whenever I get into like a, uh, a I got to get fit, you know, like mode running is the last thing I do uh, because like real talk, it makes me not want to work out anymore. <laughs> like I do it once and then I'm like, I hate this. Why did I decide to do it? Yeah, I'm never <laughs> like going I always again. Yeah, I always try to like, I mean, I, I do pretty good. I'm a pretty consistent, like, I'm not perfect, but I do try to like, you know, watch what I eat, stay within a certain weight range. If I start creeping up there, I'll, I'll you know, rededicate myself for a while. But, uh, you know, I've been doing, um, well, I, I've been doing like bouldering and stuff, but I, I played Frisbee and, and things for that. I mean, my biggest recommendation, which is tough in COVID, but uh, as just a, a former like high school coach and everything is I'd have kids come and be like, how do I stay in shape over, uh, you know, over the summer break? How do I do this? And, and just, uh, my advice always was find a athletic activity that you enjoy. Um, because the, the thing that everybody thinks they have to do is I got to go run two miles every day. And when you do that, you just hate your life after a while. Yeah. Unless you love <laughs> and only the most, well, yeah, unless you love running, which I don't and really, it, uh, yeah. And only the most disciplined people can go out and do something they hate every day. So it's harder in COVID, no doubt. But so uh, my been, recommendation is always just go find an activity that you would love. So you I've know? been going out with my next door neighbor because he bought a sprint car, which you might not know what that is, DBN. What is uh, that? A, a sprint car is it's a it's a dirt racing car. OK, so they 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 they, they like they go over 100 miles per hour on like small oval dirt tracks. They have these giant wings on them that keep them to the ground. They're kind of crazy. So he bought it, but he has to lose weight for driving it next season. So he and I have been jogging together and actually steal in the chat said try mountain biking i used to mountain bike um and, and then this is it this is the last working out stuff i used to i love to cycle i used to mountain bike uh it's a lot harder to do with kids um and then i fell i, I took too many falls mountain biking actually i used to bmx bike i broke my elbow um bmx biking and lost most of the grip in my right hand so then every time i would mountain bike my right hand would come off whenever i'd hit like a log or a big bump or come down over something and and i would come off the bike and go over the handlebars consistently and so i quit i sold my mountain bike quit mountain. i do i do still road bike um but it's just hard to be able to do that mad wheel says brazilian jiu-jitsu best workout ever bro i used to do brazilian jiu-jitsu uh whenever i was uh whenever i was a teenager guys if you're if you're listening to this episode and you're like who are these people they're talking to it's because we're live on twitch tonight it's because yeah. we're like, we're hanging out on Twitch tonight. And we don't people. do it every week. So, no, uh -uh. but if you're interested, follow me at twitch.tv slash the lift. That's T H E L I F T. And, uh, and you can come and hang out with us and chat with us while we're doing the episode as well. But DBN, what did you play? Did you get any legends or Runeterra time in this week? And, and what did you play when you were, uh, when you were getting some time in? Yeah, no, I, I did play a little bit. Um, but I can't really tell you what I'm playing because it is a list that Gibbles and Bits and uh, Gibbles and Bits showed me, and he is using it in his tournament lineup. And he specifically oh, asked me geez. not to talk about oh, it. Oh, geez, uh, the competition it is a, for this tournament. It, bro. it, it is an original uh, Gibbles and Bits creation, and I did, I did just lose my first game of it uh, just now. But I think that that was a a typical 
uh, meta matchup, and also I was only really half paying attention. Um, but it is uh, it is a pretty cool list, pretty spicy. I haven't seen anything else like it out there. So mm, um, maybe not like uh, it's not like a meme or anything, but I think it has got some really interesting inclusions. But he did ask that I not like go on blast on the podcast and spoil his ace up his sleeve oh man oh so okay so let's just let's just talk about season one of the legends cast discord league everyone was like memeing and playing silly decks and everything right because the the prize Mm. pool was like 20 bucks in a hat or something right Mm -hmm. and i get in this thing and i win to the finals and then you're like let's put some restrictions on mark because he wins Mm -hmm. too much so you put all these restrictions on me and i get in and everyone i play against is playing like tf swain and like whatever whatever than that I just got annihilated in season two. I lost 2-0 the last three weeks. Um, I'm sure I'm way out of it. We have a couple of people who have not lost yet, though. We have a couple. Mm-hmm. I think we have a couple of people who are like 2-0, like the whole way through have just won out. And so it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. This week, guys, for me, just really, really quick, and then we'll do some announcements. Um, I uh, I played Expeditions this week. So, and actually, our main subject for today, we're going to be talking about ladder anxiety, which I promised that we would talk about literally like two months ago before this last expansion came out, before Call of the Mountain started dropping. And, and I, I did a solo show, and I told you that that's what we're going to be talking about. We actually are talking about that tonight. Um, but part of the reason that I played Expeditions was because of ladder anxiety. And so um, I it was just like less pressure. So I started doing some drafts. Had a lot of fun doing drafts. I I got three out of my three drafts. I ended up with three, six, and Six win one, six win run, six and one or whatever, and got booted. Um, uh, so I actually had one where I drafted two decks, both of them went six straight wins and then lost in the seventh match, um, to get kicked out. So that was a little bit disappointing. Um, but that's how I leveled up my vault this week is I completed quests, and it's actually been a fun way to sort of grind away at the event. I'll say this, um, and and I think DBN, you feel the same way. Neither of us are super stoked about this event. I have not bought the event pass. I'm not going to buy the event pass, I don't think. Um, And some of the new cards are interesting, but I haven't actually begun experimenting with them yet. Um, I've unlocked a couple of them. And of course, you can craft them and everything. So you you don't actually have to level up the event pass in order to get them. But yeah, the event pass hasn't really gotten me jazzed. Like the last one, I did a little bit of grinding every day to ensure that I got everything from it because I was really excited about the cosmetics from it. And it was the first event. This one, not so much. It really isn't doing it for me. And it, I don't think it's that it's like out of the the universe that we're in or that it's like alternate universe. Um, I just maybe am not into K-pop. Like, I don't think I've ever listened to it and I'm not into like the lights and everything I, there are some people in our mm-hmm. discord who are like really into it like they, they completely dig it but like the aesthetic of it just isn't super appealing to me i don't think sure yeah. i mean i i guess i can see that um it's you know for me it's less the aesthetic and and more that i don't have time to really grind the pass and so mm-hmm. i mean i'm at i we talked about this for those who are watching live before the show but like right now i'm like at vault level four you know, I just and that's atypical, but I never really get to vault level 10. Like very, it's a rare week that I get to vault level like 10 because I don't have a ton, like a ton of time to play the game. I'll log on, play a game or two and that's it, you know? Sure. Um, and I don't even really focus on my quests anymore because I'm like wanting to play the decks I want to play more than wanting to play to complete my quests. Yeah, that makes sense so, too. 
you know, um, and so in that case, it's like, well, why do I would rather spend my money on a board? In fact, I put 10 bucks into my account thinking I wanted to buy uh, the event pass, just assuming it. And I, I actually ended up um, not doing that. So now I'm sitting here like, okay, maybe I'll buy a board or something because that's something that I'll actually see more often and I don't have to. Which one? You, know, you have the arcade board. Get and, it paid out. You have the arcade board and the bilge board, right? Yeah, the Slaughter Docks and um, yeah, the the arcade one, uh, which I really like both of them. I do want some sort of spooky. The Haunted Grounds one is cool. One. Like that might be. I, yeah, I don't like Halloween. Like the Jack o' Lantern thing. Would, okay, okay, I would, okay. If it's not Halloween, I don't want to play a Halloween themed board. Um, uh, okay. Although it's definitely cool. Um, so I've, I kind of want a more spooky one like and cursed ruins. I don't know. Like that's the Shadow Isles yeah. one. Yeah. That one looks cool. I was also thinking about getting the KDA board. Like it looks kind of cool. I like the music sounds pretty neat. Like the board is I like I could get behind that, you know? Um, and yeah. it does switch between different tracks, which I think is a really cool concept. Oh, that is cool. Like you can you can switch between three different songs. Mm-hmm. That's super interesting. In fact, Didn't you know what? That's it. That. I made up my mind. I just clicked the the purchase button. Oh, it's gone. He's got it. He's got the KDA got board, the next epic we'll, board. <laughs> I'll report back next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great, great, great. Well, hey, guys, we don't really have a ton of announcements. Uh, we do have one announcement f- involving the league, though, and one new patron. So I just wanted to take a moment, thank all of our patrons over at patreon.com who are supporting our show. If you want to consider supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash legendscast, or there is a link for it in the description of the show. If you go over there, consider giving us a little bit of, you know, a little something, a little something, something over there, you know, a nickel, a dime, everything counts mm. um but mm. uh you know what we've told people is hey give us give us one dollar an episode that's four bucks a month or give us 25 cents an episode right that is one dollar a month give us a one dollar a month pledge 25 cents an episode um and that puts you in the drawing of course to win legends cast hat but it's no longer a legends cast hat guys we have legends cast pint glasses that are going to be coming at the end of november so uh i we're making the order right now we're waiting for the mock-up to come in but we are getting like a legit pint glass with an etched in legends cast logo in the glass so it's going to be an etched pint glass that we're going to be giving away um i i don't really even drink but i i keep up i always keep these uh, glasses from breweries um uh, around the house because they're just such a ridiculously nice glass like the weight of them is just like perfect i just drink ice water out of them all day they're amazing yeah. so even if you don't drink beer like it's a phenomenal glass just to have around the house. Um, so Legends Cast glasses are going to be coming out. Really quick, though, a quick thank you to Brian A. Brian A., our latest supporter, $5 a month supporter. Thank you, Brian, for supporting yes, what we're doing here at Brian. Legends Cast. You're awesome, Brian. Uh, and we are so, so thankful for you. So thank you, Brian. Thank you to all of our supporters. We now have 20 supporters over on the Patreon page, which is amazing. Um, so thank you, guys so much um and i will say this uh, i believe templar is officially officially our our highest supporter now wow templar yep, yeah he just, is officially winning, winning the game winning at life winning the game winning at life by the way th- congratulations templar i can't tell you what it's about but i'm just gonna tell you congratulations Templar. Yeah, big congratulations big to our boy congratulations. Templar. yes absolutely um so uh so yeah so consider going over to legends cast or our legends cast patreon page patreon.com slash legends cast 
Go ahead and support us over there if you'd like. And once again, we put you in the running to win something every month over there. Some piece of merch, some swag. I should never use the word swag. Way too old for that. DBN, mm. tell us the other little bit of news that involves the league. To be clear, I don't think anyone should ever use the word swag. So, uh, fair, fair. <laughs> regardless of age, fair. Uh, so, uh, what are we moving to the next segment? No, no. What's the other announcement? There's an announcement about the Discord uh, League. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Don't you know? Don't at me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, really, really cool little announcement about the Discord League. And if you are a player, you're gonna want to listen up because uh, our good friend of the uh, and and supporter of course uh, on Patreon as well as a uh, chat admin uh, Gibbles and Bits. He's my best friend, uh, and uh, he decided to do a little something extra for the uh, for the Legends Cast Discord League. He played in it the first go round, had a blast. He's playing in it now, taking it very seriously. As I, as I mentioned, uh, he told me not to, to to talk about his his special deck that he's built, but he did go out of his way and just without you know doing anything, he just went ahead and bought us a trophy to give out to the winner of the Legends Cast Discord League. It is really cool. Like I have it here. Like I'm, you can hear. You can hear the crinkle paper, mm -hmm, right? Because mm -hmm, I'm unwrapping it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it is, it's a it's a cool little trophy. Uh, he even got the kind of custom uh, Legends Cast logo uh, in the uh, in the middle there uh, of the trophy. Very cool. Yep. It looks like an uh, esports trophy, man. It it does look like an esports trophy, you mm -hmm. know. It does, uh, and it has a little plaque on the front: "Season Two Legends Cast Discord League." So this will be a fun little thing you can put uh, on your uh, on your display case on your desk at work anything like that if you are the winner uh unfortunately because i have it i guess i'm gonna have to mail it yeah that, finally dbn has to mail something i, I hate mail I, I, uh <laughs> just so you know i think i think the forerunner lives in england so uh <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, i think our i think our lead right now is is uh is from england so well i'm gonna go ahead and uh i'm i'm gonna i'm putting it out there i should stay unbiased uh, but I'm going to go ahead and pull for Gibbles and Bits to win because I can just hand it back to him if he wins. Yeah, <laughs> if he wins. Gibbles and Bits buys himself a trophy. Buys his, God, what, buys, what an ego of this guy. Can you believe it? Buys himself a trophy. Almost as bad as a podcast host, a podcast host setting up a tournament so that he can win it. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, Gibbles and Bits buys himself a trophy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully that would be that, the funniest Hopefully thing. that ace in the whole deck works for you. Um, and, for my, and for my sanity, I, I do also hope that because uh god i don't want to figure out how to mail this thing across the ocean <laughs> during, during, a, during, a during a pandemic oh man okay um let's go ahead and, and jump out of the news and, and announcements that's everything that we got let's go ahead and jump into our mini segment this week playtime's over Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna just assume based on the silence that uh, Mark went ahead and played the transition uh, little stinger or whatever it is that we that we play. I'm still packing up the trophy here, but this week for the uh, the kind of the smaller segment, I'm gonna take the reins on it, and we're gonna do a, a quick little deck name game. We said we were gonna do that last week. Uh, we're, yep. we're fo I'm following up. I'm following up. Um, 
we, we've said so many times we said we're doing deck name game and then we forget we're doing it this week um we had a couple great submissions some really cool lists for sure uh, a lot of people kind of implementing some of these new kda cards which i really like a couple people just playing with some interesting um you know, I, I, there's like a swole squirrel list here. Yeah. Uh, there's a really funny pun uh, from Gibbles and Bits. But uh, I think this week I, I want to give uh, the W to a really fun uh, list that I really like. And it's got a pretty cool name, too. Uh, this is a submission from OK Cringe Lord, uh, who submitted it before and, and it submits it again now. Uh, it is The Clone Wars. Uh, and the Clone Wars is a Targon Shadow Isles list with the intention of using Mist's Call, Splinter Soul, and the Rekindler uh, to summon multiple Terex so that you can play out of the way the new KDA card uh, and make a bunch of Terex clones that will buff each other and those buffs will last forever. Oh, I think that's just a really cool, uh, really cool concept. And uh, I actually kind of am, am interested in, in piloting it a little bit uh, myself. So, yeah, like I said, just the ability uh, to get down multiple, cheat out multiple Terex uh, and let them kind of buff each other. And uh, also, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. So, uh, oh, shout out, shout out to the new episode of The Mandalorian. Still need to watch it. Oh, Super it's stoked. It's going to do that. It's going to do that this weekend. It's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People at, w at work were talking about it, and uh, I'm like, "Shut up, be quiet." <laughs> I need to, I need to watch it. It's, it's funny. Like, I didn't get into the Game of Thrones thing, you know. I, but I, I'm really into the Mandalorian. So now, when people talk about like a show that's coming out, quote unquote, like once a week for at least for this season, it feels really cool to kind of be like in that. Like, oh no, don't spoil it. Oh man, we can talk about it now. Like, that's that's pretty dope. Uh, but anyways, the Clone Wars. Okay, Cringe Lord, congratulations. Uh, Deck just name shout game out winner this, this list. Deck name game winner. And, and you know, I think, too, Out of the Way is such an interesting card. I mean, a little bit of a loss of tempo initially, but for the rest of the game, you're going to be having a good time allowing those buffs to stick. And when you're cheating out multiple Terex, that's just got to be absolutely hilarious. So I might actually have to try this one myself. I think we'll be able to put the deck code in the description, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to steal Let's the deck that. code. It'll be in the description. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check out like the infinite board of Terex Clone Wars deck from OK Cringe Lord, you can just look in the, the description of the show and grab the deck code from that. Go ahead and import it into Legends of Runeterra and you can play that deck and, and you can even see if you can improve on it and if you find an improvement go and post it in our uh, sort of our deck deck channel over in the discord as well um, because yeah. I like it when we take those decks and, and people try them out but I think it's interesting you know when I play this game I actually don't I used to do a lot more when I played Hearthstone of sort of experimenting with sort of like wacky ideas um, and mm -hmm. I find that I actually don't do that very much in Legends of Runeterra um, for better or for worse and so i think it's always interesting and fun to see some of our members um from the community who create these sort of wild decks um and and find these sort of wacky combos they're just not evident to me in this game as much as they have been in other games so i don't i don't see them i never would have thought of making a bajillion Terex. um and then making <laughs> them and then making them never be able to you know to get unbuffed um which is yeah. <laughs> which is crazy I, I am curious because I, I know that card is is really cool, but I'm curious as to how so out of the way reads. I'm trying to read it. It's like really hard to read. Um, oh, man, I re OK, it says it uh, for the rest of the game. No, it says for the rest of the game, allied buffs. 
oh. except barrier are permanent. Draw one. So if you used Tarek on Tarek or whatever, your ally mm -hmm. buff that he gives is it can never die. Right? Yeah. Or it can never take damage, at least, I think, right? Like it, the, Something like the that, yeah. Tarek's leveled up ability, I think, is that, you know, whoever, whenever he attacks, he can never take damage, I think, is what it is. Um, for the rest or, of the round, I think it is. But for, yeah, so now that would be for forever, I guess. Yeah. It, it I is, don't know. Ask ask OK Cringe Lord. Yeah, my, <laughs> supported sure, ally, sure know. <laughs> my supported ally and I can't take damage or die this round. Copy the last spell that you cast on only me this round onto that ally. It can't be copied again. So these spells would then be permanent. And this would be like a permanent, I think a permanent buff. I think every round it would work like that, that you just can't take damage or die. I'm thinking that's how it works. But hey, there's open, there's opportunity there for you to check it out. So, okay, Cringe Lord, congratulations. Winner of deck name game. Woo. Yeah. Okay, let's jump over to our main segment, guys. Today we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be talking about ladder anxiety. So let's jump over to that main segment. Time for the main event. Okay, guys, welcome to the main segment. The, we changed things up. You know, typically we would be talking a long time about the news or um, we'd be looking at a meta report today. But DBN and I both talked and we said, we really want to talk about what we want to talk about. And we feel like the listener base isn't necessarily listening to us because we're expert meta people anyway. Um, and so we're going to be doing different things with this main segment, interviews and stuff. Today, we're going to be looking at ladder anxiety. But before we talk about, and if you don't know what ladder anxiety is, guys, it's sort of like the fear and anxiety that sort of comes up and wells up in you whenever you're going to queue up for a ranked match. And this can come up in all sorts of places. I did some research and found out that it actually was a term that originated from the game StarCraft. So StarCraft, ladder anxiety became a thing because you don't have a lot of other people to blame except yourself in StarCraft, I guess. I don't really know. I don't play it. I know it's a high, 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 high skill game. Um, but anyway, this is something that uh, I dealt with a lot in Hearthstone and I do deal with in Legends of Runeterra as well. So DBN and I are both going to talk about our own experiences with ladder anxiety. But before we get into that, I actually got a chance to interview a professional counselor. I've been pretty open about the fact that I have a counselor. Um, and so I got a chance today to sit down with him and interview him um, about uh, about anxiety and the impacts of, that anxiety have on the brain and what that looks like and how we can combat that. So this is a slightly more technical look it's about more than just card games, but it does also talk a lot about card games. So let's go ahead. I'm going to invite uh, me and Brady past me and Brady in uh, for a quick interview about what anxiety looks like and, and, and what we can do about it. Okay, guys, today I actually have with me a professional counselor, uh, Brady Novotny. Um, he uh, he does counseling in my area, and I thought it might be a good idea as me and DBN are going to be talking about ladder anxiety today and how to overcome ladder anxiety. We have a couple of articles we're going to be looking at from Tempo Storm um, and some other sources that are talking about kind of like, what does it look like to have anxiety in video games? Um, but, uh, but we thought it would be good to actually have someone who's a professional um, join that conversation a little bit. So I had a chance to get together with Brady. So Brady, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and being willing to come and hang out with me today and answer a couple of questions. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So Brady, tell us just real quickly, a little bit about yourself, kind of like, what do you do professionally um, as a counselor? You know, obviously I know your area of expertise is not 
video game anxiety, <laughs> but yeah. but you have some sort of a background in uh, you know in counseling and mental health. So you know what what does your background look like? You know in a in a you know in a quick second, like what what does that look like for you? Yeah, I, I, I do a lot with um, a lot of general um, practitioner stuff: anxiety, depression, uh, you know, obsessive compulsive. PTSD type things. I'm also a sex therapist, but I also do specialization in um, gambling disorders. And underneath the gambling disorders comes video games. So it all kind of fits into, you know, the addiction of uh, gambling addiction. And then there's, of course, now uh, video game addiction. So, uh, so yeah, that's where I have some, uh, have some knowledge in that maybe will help. Guys, those listening to the show, literally, I did not know that. Um, <laughs> I literally didn't know that. So anyone who listens to the show, I've been really open and closing thoughts about the fact that I meet with a counselor and that everybody should have a counselor and um, and they're extremely helpful. So Brady is my personal counselor. So I meet with Brady and uh, and have been for almost two years now. And in two years, did, it, did not know that he had any focus on video game addiction or video game addiction and, and gambling addiction. Um, but, but so Brady, tell us a little bit about what anxiety does to the brain, because we're going to be looking at kind of like what are the the physical and emotional reactions to queuing up for a new game or a new round in a ranked match in our game um, or in games in general we know that it has a visceral reaction i have suffered from ladder anxiety from time to time to the point where i don't even want to play the game anymore it's a game that i love but i get so anxious when i play it that i find that i grit my teeth i, I bite down hard I, I literally my jaw will sometimes be so tense after a couple of matches um that my my mouth will hurt be, and i didn't even realize that i'm clenching but that's kind of like the impact that anxiety for me, ladder anxiety has. So what is anxiety actually doing to us a little bit physiologically? Because it's doing something in our brain um, and it's not always rational, but what's it doing to us? Well, you know, a lot of times that we uh, automatically assume anxiety is negative, right? Uh, especially in today's society. However, anxiety is, you know, anxiety and depression, you know, you know, it can have some positive elements for it. They, they exist for a reason. Um, you know, anxiety, you know, if, 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 if we didn't have anxiety, um, it probably stems back to, uh, getting too close to the edge of a cliff. If you weren't anxious about that, you might fall off and die. Hmm. Um, if you, uh, had a loved one that, that dies and, uh, you weren't depressed, you might be considered like really strange, you know I mean? So, you know, the, you know, when you, you lose something, if you lose a job, if you lose a loved one, you're going to get depressed. If uh, you're fearful about the future, unsure about the future, um, you're going to get anxious. Regardless, uh, we have this thing called rumination. And once we start ruminating about something, um, our thoughts kind of spin and, and uh, that triggers um, this anxious feeling in our brain. And it also triggers that fight, flight or freeze response. And that, um, you know, over a long period of time, I mean, that can really kind of, you know, do some rewiring and, and hurt some of the prefrontal cortex of the brain. And, and, you know, that's where our decisions are made and we just get clouded and, and you know, what's going on, we make poor decisions um, and all that stuff. So, you know, um, actually watched a video on how um, uh, the, what is it, the Navy SEALs train, um, you know, when they're in very stressful, anxious situations and, you know, even they have, um, protocols and techniques of how to get through certain, um, life or death situations. Cause they are, they're, they're in them, um, when they go into those, 
those combats and all, all that other combat situations and stuff like that. So um, as, as you know, and uh, for a long period of time, it can only even create some, a little bit of a post-traumatic stress disorder. It's like, you know, when you have trouble taking a test, if you're always stressed about taking a test and you go to a test, you, you know, it's, it just triggers something in the brain. It's like, oh, I've been here before. So, you know, I'm going to get uh, stressed out about this. So hmm. I, I can go on and on and on and on, but you know, so it gives you. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting that kind of like extended exposure to anxious situations can cause actual, actual problems or damage to the way that we process information and how we make decisions um, and how we feel about things. Because something that's really interesting is that ladder anxiety does in a game typically make you make mistakes right? That um, as you are, the more anxious you are during a game, um, typically the worst decisions that you'll make. I know for me, I can play this game. I can play LOR pretty well if I'm in the right situation. But if I'm in a situation where, let's say, for example, um, I'm sitting downstairs with my daughters and one of them is trying to get my attention. The other one's crawling on me. There's some noise on on the TV and there's a bunch of stuff going on. And then I'm trying to concentrate on the game. Those things can really raise my anxiety because there's just too many things um, that are distracting me or stimulating the situation. And then I typically that's when I make misplays. That's when I make mistakes. That's when I don't do the right thing, when I'm distracted, when I'm anxious, when there's a lot going on around me. So, you know, that lines up really well. And then the, sort of like the fight or flight uh, uh, or freeze mentality there is also really, really interesting um, because in these games, right, there are those who rage, right? They flip out, they get angry, um, they cut into people, they blame other people, you know, they blame the game, sort of like a fight mentality. Flight mentality is kind of more what I fall into. I'm putting the game down and I don't pick it up for 36 hours, right? I'm not going to play this game because I don't want to involve myself with it or I get off the rank ladder and I'm, I'm playing games that matter less, right? That there's less or nothing on the line and I'll play those games, which is, which is what I've been doing. Um, and then there are those who freeze, right? Who just can't make decisions um, and, and they, they, waste a lot of your time as the person your opponent and, and i know that you don't play this game brady but i think that a lot of that stuff lines up really well kind of with what you're saying uh it makes it helps me understand both my gameplay and my opponents a little bit better which it was just really really helpful so what do we do about it because l listen you're saying anxiety is a good thing because if you don't feel anxious when you're looking down over the side of a cliff you might fall off um but we're not looking over the side of a cliff if i lose a game in this it, it literally means almost nothing for my life. Nobody knows my rank. Nobody cares how well I do. Um, my anxiety when I play this game is completely unfounded, right? I'm not actually risking anything of value when I play this game, yet I get more anxious playing this game than things that I'm actually, you know, risking quite a bit to do. So uh, tell us a little bit, how do you combat anxiety that isn't rooted in rational thought or even really rooted in reality. Um, right. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, like you said, but for some people, you know, it, they, they work themselves up so much, almost like a performance anxiety. Cause I'm a musician. I know what it's like to go out on the stage in front of uh, many people. And um, you know, you have to, you have to get in the right headspace in order to perform, you know, and you know, when I was in, cause I went to music school as well. Um, you know, they kind of taught you how to do that. They taught you, you know, and what was kind of neat when I, when I studied the, what the, what the Navy SEALs did and when I studied what, you know, performance anxiety um, and how to combat it, you know, and the simplest thing 
that works because it's trained, like I said, at that high stress level for, you know, famous musicians, you know, uh, is breathing. How to breathe properly. Breathing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you might say, well, that's stupid. You know, it's like, well, not really, you know, because there's two, there's two, uh, you know, nervous systems in the body. One starts with an S one starts with a P I'm not going to get into all that stuff, you know, but there's one of the nervous systems that, that, that you know, causes you to, 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 to fight. One of them causes you to calm down, you know, and we have to, we have to learn to, to trigger that, that calming one. Um, so the exercise is pretty easy. It's uh, breathing in for a total of four seconds, holding it for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds, and then holding with no air in your lungs for four seconds. And if you do that five or six times, you actually start to calm your your body and nervous system down. So um, interesting. Yeah, and if you practice it, you know the better you get at it. You might try it once and be like, ah, it worked a little bit. But actually, if if you actually practice it and get good at it. Um, you can go into high stressful situations um, with your nervous system um, intact because that that's the physiological that's that's the that's the part that's making you feel the way you are um, you can go deeper and you say well I, you know, I gotta really work on my rumination and what am I getting so worked up about is there something subconsciously in there blah 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 but you know um, but that takes time <laughs> sure you know, to, um, to figure out but if you want something really quick and you want to calm yourself down a little bit, uh, you know, breathing's breathing's the way to do it. And if you think if it's crap, then you know, I don't know. You're gonna have to talk to the Navy SEALs because that's what they use. <laughs> Interesting. So okay, so four seconds breathing in, four seconds holding your breath, four seconds breathing out, four seconds pause after you breathe out with no air um and in doing that a couple of times now are there are there helpful aids for that I'm, here's what i'm thinking right the apple watch comes with sort of a breathing routine that prompts you to breathe throughout the day to stop take a minute take deep breaths um, there's a lot of things you can use i, I think as you just practice it you know you don't need any fancy gadgets you just do it because you know when they're in combat you know they don't have an app or anything they just have to be trained how to do this if, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, when, when they're under a stressful situation. So, um, I think when you sit down and you feel the ang anxiousness, just take, you know, two minutes and do this and, and you're probably going to feel different. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brady. Thank you for coming on and thank you for helping us understand a little bit more about what anxiety is, what it's doing to us and giving us even a really helpful tool to combat that anxiety, which I think, hey man, that's probably applicable to a lot more sections of life than just gaming. So thank you so much for coming on and doing that for us. You bet. Okay, guys, we're going to go ahead and get over back to me and DBN where we're going to be discussing um, what does ladder anxiety look for each of us individually, how we've experienced it, how we've combated it. And we're going to give you a couple of additional tools uh, that we have found online for beating uh, for beating ladder anxiety and getting in there and playing games. Okay, guys, back here uh, with DBN. Um, so he and I are going to be talking about our own experiences with ladder anxiety. DBN, I'm going to dish it over to you first because I just got done previously talking to Brady for 30 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. What's your experience been with ladder anxiety? Do you experience it? I mean, some people just don't, I think. Some people, it just doesn't bother them. Do you have any experience with ladder anxiety? What's that look like for you? Well, ladder anxiety is not really the situation i i think like anxiety surrounding games yes definitely um specifically ladder anxiety i think that's like a it's like 
maybe a more specific version where like you're worried about like ranked play specifically. Um, I think sometimes I, I sit down to play and I'm just like, I don't have the, I want to play this game, but I don't have the willpower to, uh, you know, to play it because I may just not feel like losing. That's like a different thing. Like just not having the energy to want to deal with a outcome that I would be, you know, less desirable. That's a slightly different thing. And I deal with that a lot more where I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't have the energy to sit down and lose a couple of games. And so I, that's going to deter me from playing. I'm going to go and play a single player game. Um, I will say though, in the, in Rune Terra, I don't have that issue at all. And, and I think that the, this is going to tie in more to my personal advice for people that I don't really want to get into yet, but, but ultimately like I don't have a stake in it. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I think I had a more of an issue when I played Elder Scrolls Legends and when I streamed and I was trying to, you know, I was casting and I it was about building a brand, building my reputation enough to, you know, theoretically make a little make a little money on the side, you know. Sure. Um, and I did, and and it, it was nice. But of course, the more I, uh, you know, I guess the more I was succeeding, the more the pressure kind of, and this is something that you'll hear from a lot of streamers too. Um, you know, the more pressure is put on you. I think there was situations where I, you know, especially like I felt that in order to be viewed as a legitimate, uh, influencer in the Elder Scrolls Legends scene, I had to hit legend, uh, every month. And if I didn't, people wouldn't respect me or respect my opinions, which I think there is a certain level of validity to it, but ultimately there's not, I mean, Right now, maybe there are some of you who are like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't respect anything DBN says because he's not master's level." Well, cool. I, I, but the more I've kind of gotten, I guess, ex the more I've matured as a content creator because I think I've, I've been a lifelong CCG player, and I've done a little maturing as a, as a gamer, as a player. Uh, over the last couple of years since I've been involved in Elder Scrolls Legends and then, of course, in Legends of Runeterra. But I think evolving as a content creator and building the confidence that, hey, people listen to me and, it, and it's not just because I'm good at the game and, it, and it's not... And even if I wasn't good at the game, there's people that would like to view my content for other reasons and kind of building confidence in those other aspects of my content creation stuff like that so for me the the latter anxiety always stemmed more from the community side of it and the idea of will will people respect me slash my opinions and you know or will you know by not performing well especially in a public setting will that uh diminish my status right yeah i mean that, um, make, that makes and, sense yeah that would be anxiety provoking sure right and i i mean the biggest example isn't that i have isn't even from um Actually, from Legends of Runeterra, the biggest example is from my local Legend of the Five Rings group, actually. Hmm. Um, when we first started playing, so back in the day, we played old, like old 5R, we called the older version from AEG, um, Alderac Entertainment Games. And um, I was pretty darn good at that game, but I think everybody in my playgroup had been playing that for a long time, so it was definitely a little bit more of a toss-up. Um, I think also the game didn't necessarily favor my play style and my you know i think gaming style it didn't really favor it was more of a economy management and then kind of play out your cards i don't want to say it was an easier game but it was a very different style of game you, you definitely had much more linear play styles and it favored like heavy deck refinement as opposed to more improvisational strategy which sure. i think i'm better at um 
And when then when this new version came out, we, you know, our group got back together. We got really excited. I picked it up very fast. I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back. I, I would definitely say like, like these days, like my group is, is a, I think we're a very strong you know, group of players, probably not the, definitely not the best in the world, but we're, we're, we're a strong group and there's parody there. Right. But in the beginning, like the first, I honestly, probably the first year we played it, um, I just instantly picked up the game. Like the, the ins and outs of it felt very natural to me. And it was harder transition for a lot of the people that had played the older version in my group. Um, and I kind of got this reputation as the player in the group, right? Like the, the person that sure. people would ask about deck inclusions, the person that people didn't want to play when we had small tournaments. And it feels, it feels good guys. Like that felt good. I liked that feeling, right. Of being the authority, being the expert in the group, you know, and anytime we had someone visit who played the game, who visited the store, maybe they were just hanging in the area for a trip. Or maybe they, you know, played across town and were checking out our our play group. I had that like that tension, like that I can't lose to this guy. I, you know, I, I'm like I would even get like that pit in my stomach when I'd have to play them because I'm like everything, like my reputation is on the line as the person that people, you know, look to for good information or the people that, and it was totally like bullshit. Sorry, but it was. I mean. I, I losing a single game against a random random person that walks off the street and especially because I think I'm a good enough player I'm not going to get blown out like that doesn't diminish all the good things I've done all of you know all of the games I I've you know I've played that I've won all the people I've helped with deck building that wasn't going to diminish it but like that still gave me that sinking feeling sometimes when somebody new showed up I'm I might even avoid playing them which is so stupid because I was like, I should be trying to play outside of my play group as much as possible. So I can get you better. Know? Sure. So, so, so I, can I can get better. better. Right. And, and it took me, I mean, really, I still in our L five R group, I still sometimes, you know, when, when I'll run across, you know, somebody I, that's new, which happens a lot less, obviously. And, and our, we're not playing right now. We're not gathering right now. Um, but it really, honestly, what it took is I went to a, uh, a pretty big tournament and I got second place and I, everything kind of chilled out after that because I was like, all right, I went to a big tournament. I got second place. I lost to a guy that ended up in the top eight at worlds. Like it's fine. Like people, I, I feel, I felt like I'd earned a reprieve. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, and that people, if it doesn't matter how I perform, it doesn't matter if I lose, it doesn't matter anymore because people know, and I have the accolades to back it up. And it's it's silly that it took that, you know, but um, that was the only reason I, I think I got over the hump. And, it you know, was that I had that, you know, that the credentials now. And that's what the like trying to hit like legends, you know, hit or hit legend rank on Tesla was. I had to have the credentials to prove I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I think a lot of streamers and content creators sort of feel that pressure, right? That yeah, that there's a different type of anxiety, laddering anxiety that comes in or just gameplay anxiety that comes in when you feel like your voice is defined by your performance, right? That whether mm -hmm. or not I'm going to have a voice in this community is going to largely be defined by how well I perform in this given situation. I think there are a lot of people who... Our content creators, that's a very different form, I think, of of anxiety, gaming anxiety than what it's similar in some ways, but it's different in others to what some folks experience as typical ladder anxiety. So my experience with ladder anxiety was in Hearthstone. Um, I would find myself really, really, really tense. Um, I, I would actually sit down. I'm excited to play. 
I, I would very rarely, it was whenever I was pushing for legend, right? So I, I typically would get to about rank five. I did hit legend on the wild ladder one time um, whenever I was playing Hearthstone, but I'd be trying to push up to get to legend. And there was a couple of times where I was like, if you don't know anything about the, 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 the rank system with Hearthstone, it was rank one, five stars, right? One win away from hitting the legend rank for the first time on the standard ladder and I would lose. And what I found was my anxiety around Hearthstone would grow so much. I would be so tense I, I that my muscles would sometimes ache after I played games because I was literally like holding my breath. I was flexing. I was clenching my teeth, um, all of this. And I wouldn't be able to recognize it when I was playing. Let's be clear. I, when I was in the game, I was so zeroed in. I was so focused uh, it, it, that that it wasn't like I knew that I was anxious whenever I was playing. But when I would get out of the game and take half a breath, I could sometimes just couldn't bring myself to click the play button again, not in the mm -hmm. ranked ladder. And that's where I think I felt the most. It was interesting when I moved to the Elder Scrolls Legends, um, I played and in month one, I hit rank one. And in month two, the second season that I played Tessel, I hit legend. And every season that I played after that, I handedly hit legend. And I think very similar to the new L5R system DVN that you just picked up, Legends made sense to me. Everything about Legends made sense to me. I very rarely made a lot of mistakes. I didn't throw many games. I could build whatever I could build decks consistently that were unique and different that weren't being played in the meta and hit legend with them every month. I typically took my own deck to legend whenever I played um, Tessel. And, uh, and maybe the game was different. Maybe the player base was smaller. I'm not real sure what it was, but that game definitely clicked with me more than other games. Fast forward, Tessel gets shut down. I quit playing. I get introduced to Runeterra. I really like it. We start transitioning the show to talking about Runeterra. I feel a little bit of that pressure of, of you know, I don't think that the selling point for listening to me talk about card games really has anything to do with my intellect. There, uh, My experience in meeting people in the card game industry and people who are card game players, you know, regularly is is there wildly intelligent just next level i mean i meet from our community i meet mathematicians biologists chemical engineers like um you know students who are in ivy league schools like the people that i encounter are intellectually so far beyond me you're not coming to, to listen to me for that. You're coming to listen to me, hopefully just because of some level of transparency. It's really the only thing that I have to offer. So I don't feel a lot of pressure from that, but I do experience a tremendous amount of ladder anxiety in, in Legends of Runeterra. Um, I don't know if it's the ranking up system, the not wanting to derank, but I find that like I get to gold or I get to plat each season. And once I get there, I just can't get myself to queue up. Now, when I'm grinding, I can get myself to queue up over the course of days, but then I sort of break the barrier and get into the next level of ranks where I cannot derank. And I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to push again. I don't want to try to rank up again. Um, I get so anxious around the game um, that I just can't bring. And so I do things like I did this week. I evidently played a decent amount because my, my vault's level 12. Um, but I, I played almost all expedition this week because I don't get any ladder anxiety around expedition. I'll play a couple of games against the AI cause I don't get a lot just to complete quest. Like I'll complete quests against AI, 
don't get any ladder anxiety there. I'll do some normal matches with Vaults of Helia, which I was doing before we got here because I don't get any ladder anxiety. And I find that ladder anxiety has a tendency to make me a bad father, um, which is crazy. But if I'm playing ranked on my iPad around my kids, I I'm much more prone to be short with, snap at, or yell at my children whenever I'm playing ranked on my iPad. Um, and I, I don't know what it is about going to ranked, but it's like this matters more. And I get this vibe that like this defines a little bit more of who I am or my value in the game. And and then my value as a content creator, my value as a podcaster is at jeopardy during this one singular game. And I clench my teeth. That's my big thing, man. I clench my teeth. To the point that it's like it builds up. So you had to obviously DBN. We we listened to Brady earlier. He mentioned about breathing. Um, he said, you know, four seconds of breathing in, four seconds of holding your breath, four seconds of exhaling, four seconds of no oxygen. Right, just like that. That slow, methodical breathing for a minute or two will lower anxiety. He talked about how the U.S. Navy SEALs use that tactic to lower anxiety. But what were some of the things that you did or some advice that you would give to community members if they're dealing with kind of what I suffer from, which is ladder anxiety on the ranked ladder in LOR? What would you suggest to them to help them sort of battle against that? Well, it's a couple things. I think it's my recommendation is less about tips and tricks for overcoming in the moment and more about setting your expectations. I think the biggest thing for if you suffer from ladder anxiety or for, or if you frequently um, in, in the interview that that hopefully you guys would hear, I, I know the live viewers don't know what we're talking about, but go listen to the episode. It gives you a good reason to, um, you know, I, his name was Brady, I believe he mentioned um, the idea of like you have that uh, fight, flight or freeze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, syndrome. And I think that even if people, even people that have ladder anxiety, sometimes it doesn't manifest in the idea of I'm not going to cue uh, or it may not manifest in the form of I'm, you know, freezing and making bad decisions or I'm tensing up as I play. It might manifest afterwards in the, you know, the idea of losing and getting, you know, really upset um, and overreacting to a loss. Um, and I think that that can stem from the anxiety. It's just a different way to, it's a different outlet for it, you know? Um, and I think my best record, and I I've had that before for the record. Um, I remember vividly like two or three times in Tessel that, um, I was trying to ladder near the end of the season. I hadn't had a lot of time to play or something, and I'm trying to hit legend. And because I felt the pressure of time not necessarily of the game. I knew if I played enough games, I'd get there. But because time was a factor in that situation, it really, I was just so focused on being as efficient as possible. And I would get so worked up and angry when people were, you know, playing slow or roping. I would even get angry before I even started a game when I saw what deck they were playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. You, you know, just ticked off. Because I, I was ticked off. Why are they playing a stupid control deck? I'm trying to ladder. This game's going to take longer now. Ah, you know, uh, or, and I remember just one time, I remember when I freaked out and just absolutely flipped out and was just like yelling at the computer, which anyone who knows me as a person, uh, it would probably definitely throw them. You know, that's just not in character for me Sure, to yeah. like yell at the screen. I, I, I mean, except for my old Dota two days in college, I just wasn't a, I'm not a yeller. You know, <laughs> uh, and um, 
I just, uh, but I got so mad when I, my opponent, I was playing this very highly tuned medalist and my opponent played a meme and I didn't know what it was. And then it wasn't really a meme. It was more just like an off meta, like combo that is, I didn't know what it was. And purely, I, I lost purely because I didn't know what I was playing against. And it, it, it was something that in a different environment, even in ranked play, if it wasn't that factor of time, if I didn't have that anxiety, I would, I would have thought it was cool. I would have been like, that's dope. You know, let me go build that deck. Sure, sure. But in that situation, it just completely tilted me. Um, and so I guess my my premise here, I, I tell you all that so I can tell you this. Um, you have to set proper expectations, A, before even booting up the game. And mm -hmm, B, mm -hmm. when you decide what game mode you want to play, I think it, you know, every the, these articles talk about how to get over, you know, not queuing ranked. And my argument is, if you don't think you can handle ranked in the current, you know, mental state that you're in, don't try. Yeah. You know, your, your value you isn't based off to. of your rank. Your value is not based off of your rank. It really isn't. Um, I mean, I, I basically just don't give a crap about my rank in Runeterra, and maybe that makes me a bad host. But I like to think that I've I've more than proved myself just in other games and, and just in my ability to you know and, and i think mark too i mean we provide value to the podcast um outside of what the math says you know uh, and i think that just and even if you want to share your opinion with others anyone who says well okay what's your rank that was a common thing by the way in the hearthstone subreddits early on was what rank sure. are you before you know anyone says an opinion what rank are you and if you didn't say a high enough rank you know, they, they would get after you. And sometimes if you did say high enough rank, they'd still get after you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that's the, not sort of like the way that you should be involved in the way, you know, the, in the first place, the way that you validated yourself in Hearthstone originally was, you know, someone would post a deck and in the deck description was always like, um, you know, uh, legend four times. And, and like they would they would name the number of times the seasons that they've hit legend in order to validate the deck that they had created in order to get upvotes, you know? And I think we, I think we've moved uh, past that in, in some, in like in Runeterra and stuff. I'm sure someone does it, but the, the bottom line is, you know, you have to set proper expectations and you have to say, why am I playing this game? Am I playing this for fun? Uh, am I playing this for the challenge? And you have to accept the consequences that might happen and be like, am I okay with losing today? If I sit down to play and, and I say, Man, I just I don't know if I don't know if I'm in the the, the headspace, you know, to rack up a couple of losses. You, you you forfeit that. You say, okay, hey, I'm playing the wrong game right now. Then I need yeah. to go play, you know, The Witcher, or you know, go, you know, shoot some aliens in Destiny. I need like, to buy Elder Scrolls Online and, and play with Mark. <laughs> that's what I need to yeah, do. Sure. Uh, and I think that that's I think that setting that proper expectation. And then the other question, and again, this is you know, all from an outside perspective, uh, when you're playing the game, I, I think breathing is important. I, I tried that breathing exercise and I, I was like, it was uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, didn't like it. That's fine. Didn't care for it. I'm sure it works, but I, I just was like, but I, I don't really have that, uh, that kind of struggle with like breathing or whatever in game. I don't really have that big tension, but I, I one thing I find helps me a lot is something to fidget with. You know, mm, like mm -hmm. something to, you know, a little medicine ball or a squishy ball to you know, play with your hand. When I play physical card games, I'm I know there are opponents that it, that it may bother, but a pretty common thing you'll see a lot of like CCG players 
and physical card games kind of playing with their hand, you know, constantly little, shuffling their hand of cards, constantly yeah, shuffling. Yeah. I'm that player. I'm that player, but mm-hmm. it, it helps my headspace so much just to have something to do with my hand. So I'm not tensing up like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, just having loose. something to keep you loose, you know? Um, and I guess the other thing too, is just simply uh, like when you sit down, tell yourself how long you're going to play. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to play. That, I'm going to play this many games or. Yeah. Or I'm going to play for this amount of time. When you sit down and you have this idea of, I'm just going to play until I feel like I don't feel like playing. I think sometimes the expectations start shifting. You're like, I've got all this time. I'm going to rank up. I'm going to get these things done. I'm going to win 17 games. You know, I'm going to, you know, and, and I think if you instead look at the time as, hey, I'm setting aside this time to have fun. Yeah, I'm setting aside this time to pursue something that is either emotionally or intellectually stimulating and saying that I only have this amount of time, so I need to make the most of it. And and I think that that really helps you appreciate it and value the games you're playing more, um, win or lose. Yeah, sure. Uh, Gibbles and Bits and Chat said, I, I enjoy praying before a session of gaming to help calm myself and remind myself to enjoy the game. I also pray before my Legends Cast Discord League <laughs> matches, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, interesting. I've never even really considered that or thought about the, you know, the sort of like the spiritual element to that. You you would think that I would have, but I, I actually haven't. But that, 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 that's definitely helpful um, and maybe helpful for for a listener um, to, to practice a little bit. Certainly sort of getting your mind out bigger or different things, I think tends to help get you in the right mind space. So for me, in my experience, one of the things that helped me in Hearthstone was I quit looking for rank and instead I sought to get 500 ranked wins on every class to get the golden portraits, which I did. Mm. I got 500 ranked wins on every class eventually. But ladder anxiety was not really (laughs) a thing for me anymore because I had five. You had to queue ranked in order to get the wins. So I waited for a, a meta deck to be viable and I played that until I had 500 ranked wins um with that particular class and then i got the gold hero portraits right and so i think that that definitely helped me overcome anxiety was i just played a crazy amount of games you know you figured if i was if i was looking at a 50 percent win rate right i played at least a thousand games of every class um in order to get that and 50 percent win rate might have been pretty generous with me you know and so uh and so i think that that helped me a lot overcome it what i have found is that environment and actually if we I re- we read a couple articles from tempo storm i did a little bit of research on it tempo storm has put out a couple articles on combating ladder anxiety which you can find online if you just google ladder anxiety the tempo storm articles will come up they did for me um but a lot of what they talked about was environmental stuff was like combating the symptoms of ladder anxiety which is like if you find that you get really cold make sure that you have stuff to stay warm if you find that your hands get sweaty you know um wear gloves i'm not sure um you know if if you if, whatever whatever it is that you feel like this is the thing that it, it might draw your attention to it they actually mentioned keeping a rubber band around your arm and when you feel like you're getting tense like snapping that rubber band to sort of get yourself out of that i don't you know i don't uh, encourage self-inflicted pain but maybe that would be helpful <laughs> for somebody i really like dbn's kind of thought there i like brady's response earlier as well of just about like 
taking a moment and breathing through things. I think in between games, if you practiced, like if you're not, if you're streaming, that would be weird. But if you aren't streaming, like, like the, uh, the, uh, the, the breathing, uh, the breathing through. And, and then I love the, like the sort of like keeping something to fidget with in your hand. I, I always, I fidget, I have a silicone wedding ring um, that I wear and I constantly take it off and fidget with that silicone wedding ring whenever I'm playing games. And I think that that does help me because I'm not like a, a ridiculous shuffler in physical cards games but i do play with the cards right i do play i do tend to play with the cards and move them around and i think that does help as well um a lot of this stuff from tempo storm is about dealing with the symptoms but then really what they got at was that ladder anxiety comes mostly from mindset right mm -hmm. it comes mostly from mindset and for me i'm often anxious when i'm playing uh on ladder Mostly because my mindset is off because of the environment that I've put myself in. So if I put myself in an environment that's just like crazy um, and I don't know, like, like, do you understand what I mean? Like, like with my kids, if my kids are running around the house. If, if, annoy, if there's an annoying show on the TV, if my wife's trying to talk to me while I'm playing, um, basically I am not anxious or very often not anxious when I'm down here in my studio and I'm playing, right? Because it's quiet. I'm alone. I can focus, I can listen to some tunage, I can listen to a YouTube video, something else that'll help me just stay focused. When I put myself on my iPad in a chaotic environment, I tend to not do very well. Um, not that I don't get a little bit anxious when I'm down here in the studio and stuff, because sometimes I do, but I have found that I'm a lot safer in the streaming area where I'm comfortable um, and, uh, and there's not a lot of noise around me and there's no distractions around me. And I have found that that really does help me to avoid anxiety uh, whenever I'm playing. Um, yeah, so you know, I think there's there's a lot of helpful things there, uh, DBN, uh, between the talk with Brady and then and then both of us give us away. Do you have anything else to say about ladder anxiety, how to combat it, what that looks like? Um, any any sort of like closing thought on that to add? Um, you know, I, I, it really does just come down to setting expectations for yourself and understanding the root of why you care about the game. Um, and, and then when you sit down, you can basically say, here's my goal. And, and I think even just asking yourself that just that exercise, if you really struggle with bladder anxiety, you say, what's ask yourself, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, uh, that's a great question to have. Uh, that's a great question to have no matter what anxiety you face, actually. <laughs> right. You know, and you, and, and I mean, it's just a simple question of, you know, it may feel really important in the moment, but, you know, everyone loses. You know, you sit down to play a car game or, or any game, everyone loses matches. You know, it, it does, you could look at the, the best Dota 2 team on the planet, you know, and, and they lose, they drop matches. You know, mm -hmm. there's a reason why, you know, the people play best of threes, best of fives, you know, because there's lapses and it's okay. And, and you can play And heck, even if you lose five or six in a row, it doesn't always single, you know, signal you're a bad player. You can get bad luck. Yeah. You can have, you know, cue into really great opponents that are countering your list. Heck, you might just, you know, you might just draw bad or your deck might just not be your play style. That's something I guess I would say is, is I, I, I almost never take, maybe this is ladder anxiety, but I, I almost, almost never take a list that I don't, feel comfortable with into ranked because i get so um i guess panicky you know that's ladder anxiety that's what we're talking that's about that, right and, and, but it's specifically deck based 
I don't feel panicky when I take a deck that I feel like I've gotten a couple games under my belt with. I almost always, whenever I build a new deck, I almost always put it in normal for a game or two first because my thought process is I'm going to feel much more at ease when I play ranked and when I want to, you know, because you have, you have some, you you have something you can lose, you know, you lose LP or whatever. Um, and so I think too, like, um, I know a lot of people and, and I did this occasionally with Tesla. A lot of people get really worked up about the rank. They lose a couple games and they start getting desperate. They're like, God, I got to change my deck. Who's got a, who's got a list that beats the thing that I just lost to, you know, who's got, and sure. this is more like, huh? Yeah, I, that, I I completely agree. I like that that happens a lot. Like, oh, I'm, I'm mad. At I see the, I gotta, it. I got I see it go. all the time. I get someone give me something that counters this. I think the best thing you can do in those situations, and this is kind of deviating more towards ladder strategy, but I do think it helps your mental state. Is just say I'm sitting down to play ranked, and I am going to play at least X number of games with this deck because by the end of that, you know, the series of games, you can say, hey, I committed to this list. I, you know, I said, I'm going to, you know, win or lose, I'm playing this deck. I think it's good for whatever reason. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to play it. I'm going to let those situations, oh, dang it. I queued into a, a bad matchup. Um, the worst thing you can do is go around trying to win the rock, paper, scissors, you know, because it, inevitably it's like, it's like when you're on a, you know, on a highway and things are getting, or th it's a backed up highway and you see the lane next to you is going faster. And so you quickly merge over that lane and it stops and the lane next to you uh, starts going. Yep. It a you know it may be frustrating. You may have that anxiety in the first place, but I guarantee you, the more you start jumping around and and working yourself up and and trying to switch decks and stuff like that, you know, the worse it's going to be. Wouldn't you have just been happier taking a deep breath and just staying in that lane until things pick back up again? Yeah, dude, I cannot tell you how many times when I was playing Hearthstone or other games where I was playing and I got queued into a bad matchup and I'm like, I'm done playing this deck. I'm going to play the deck that beats that deck. And then I, I queued up and then the deck that beats the new deck that I queued up with beats me. And I'm like, I'm going to switch to that one. It's like the ladder is out to get me. You ever get to that point where you're like the, the, the ladder, <laughs> the, 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 they've intentionally set up the ladder to intentionally queue me against decks that are just good against my deck. And I, it's the game's fault. And then you start pointing figures. I couldn't possibly possibly be me it couldn't possibly be me. it couldn't possibly be rng now it's blizzard's fault now it's riot's fault now it's bethesda the game developers are conspiring against me to stop me from ranking up um and so uh i i think that that happens sometimes that you can you really can get to the point where you start accusing things that don't even have anything to do with the situation uh you just start you know get throwing a fit throwing a little fit over it um, yeah so just i mean just when you queue up, if you have a hard time with ladder anxiety and it comes to, especially when it comes to like playing, you know, ranked just from a practical standpoint, not from a philosophical one, pick a deck you trust or pick a deck that's just fun, win or lose and just roll with that for a while. You can switch. I'm not saying never switch decks, but give it a few games before, you know, getting before deciding that you're going to stop playing it. You know, it, it really does wonders to just commit to playing a deck for a while before you switch over. I would always on my stream, uh, every time I sat down to stream, I would pop up, uh, pull up a deck, play a couple warm up games with it, and then say, what are we building today or and or what are we testing today? And I just stuck with it. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I lost five games straight, it would just be, well, okay, because I think if you, I think it'll make you a better card game or two if you start trying to figure out why it's losing that much. 
Yeah. Because I think if you pivot away too soon, and again, we're moving out of ladder anxiety sort of, but it's adjacent. I think if you pivot away from a deck too early, you don't understand the reasons why. I think like originally when I started playing like Ash Sejuani, I was losing games uh, and it and I didn't understand why. I was like, this deck's supposed to be so good. What the heck's going on? You know, um, and it took me like seven or eight, you know, matches, uh, you know, losing most of them to figure out, hey, I think I'm playing this wrong. I think I need to, you know, think a little more carefully about how to conserve my resources here, you know, and I and, and I think, A, that comes down to learning decks, but I think, too, even if I kept losing the games, I needed to know, you need to know why to make smart, you know, effective decisions when figuring out what deck you're going to switch to. So, um, yeah, just, just be, when you play ladder, just, I think, just be patient. Um, and it, obviously it'll help you mentally, uh, but it'll also help you as a gamer understanding the, the more you can put yourself in a calm position to analyze the data that you're receiving in a game and after a game, uh, the better position you'll be to improve as a player. Um, Absolutely. And so that just 100% is going to help out. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and throw a link to that article um, from Tempest Storm in the description of the show. So if you want to check that out, um, please check that out. Let's go ahead. We're going to wrap up this time and, uh, and let's go ahead and jump into our closing thought for the night. And I thought I was already perfect. So our closing thought, guys, is not political, but adjacent, we'll say. <laughs> so uh, right now, as of we're recording this, uh, the United States of America, which both DBN and I, of course, live in. Um, I know we have some friends from across the pond and north of us, but uh, are in the middle of an election, uh, an election that likely isn't going to be determined for quite some time and an election that could very likely get messy. And there's a lot of anxiety. This is adjacent to all of our discussion about ladder anxiety, because there's a lot of anxiety and there are many things in real life that for have, have very real reasons to be anxious about um however i will say this and this is this is really what my closing thought is is that there are a lot of people who profit off of people's anxiety there are a lot of people who profit off of people's fear as you're dealing with anxiety, looking at the world the way that it is, I just want to remind you and encourage you that the more anxious you are and the more fearful you are, the more opportunity there is to sell you stuff and the more opportunity there is to keep your attention. And marketers and stations, TV broadcasts, they know that information. So just to give you a little bit of encouragement, I've been I've been given the opportunity to travel a little bit around the world. I've been able to be in Israel where they're constantly on the verge of a world war. I've been able to walk through the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem. I've been able to be in Rwanda and I've been able to walk through the Genocide Museum in Rwanda um, where there's 250,000 people outside um, whose bodies have been moved to mass graves after the massacre that happened there in the Rwandan genocide. I've had the opportunity to be in a specific Caribbean island that is a communist atheist, atheist um, uh, regime that oppresses its people, starves people, and kills them. Um, I've had the opportunity to travel in Africa where street kids, you're not allowed to feed them and have to watch them starve to death. Um, I've seen what really nasty governments look like. So let me just encourage you. If Joe Biden wins this election, 
and you don't want him to, we don't live in a communist country. I've been to communist countries. This is nothing like one. If President Trump wins re-election and you don't want him to, the country that you live in has checks and balances that prevent him from doing some of the things that you're afraid that he will do. Keep in mind that both sides of the equation benefit from people being afraid and from people being divided. Have hope. You don't live, if you're in the United States, you don't live in one of the places like that. The world is not actually coming to an end. And really, the only chance of widespread violence and the world coming to an end is if people continue to drink the drug of fear and anxiety and create an environment in which something like that is capable of happening. If we as citizenry choose not to allow that to happen and choose not to create an environment or participate in an environment in which that has the possibility of happening, no president, whether reelected or newly elected, is capable of making that happen because of the checks and the balances that exist. So if you're fearful we're about to come into a communist socialist country, then I encourage you travel to a communist or socialist country and see how awful it is and realize that you're not in one. If you're afraid that we are going to have a dictator, travel to a country that has a dictator and realize that we don't have one. I've been in countries that have both of those things and they're awful and we don't live in that place. And so I don't I, I don't know if that's helpful or not, but my closing thought is is really just this is that too many people benefit from you being afraid and benefit from you being anxious. Don't allow them to profit over manipulating your emotions. It is simply not worth that. We're better unified. Okay, that's my closing thought. I don't know. DBM, I not have anything to say about it, but I that was, you know, I, not really. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining us. DBN, as we get out of here, how can people get connected to you if they would like to do that? Yeah, I am so overwhelmed in this fall season. Uh, my YouTube, you know, guys, I always say I'm going to start doing more YouTube stuff. I really want to. I swear I love doing it, but it has to be the first thing I cut when family, life, girlfriend, all those amazing things work less amazing uh, <laughs> get in the way. Uh, and so, you know, unfortunately, I am unable really to do a lot on my YouTube right now but I, I soon i'll get back to it and there's a backlog of i think fun good videos to check out so you can do that at deadbrook nerd on youtube um and just know eventually more videos will will come out <laughs> <laughs> uh if you guys want to get plugged in with me check me out at twitch.tv slash the lift but most importantly come join our discord community there's a link to join the discord in the description of the show we would love to have you come and join us once again thank you to all of our patrons over at patreon.com you guys are awesome and you keep us doing exactly this what we're doing late on a wednesday night after we've had a long day thank you guys so much for tuning in and i hope that you enjoyed episode season two episode number 38 and be sure to come back again next week Woo. 
Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.